Good morning. It is Thursday, August 10th, and your boy is going to be one of those people who basically drives around and spray paints on his back window. It's my birthday. Buy me a drink. It is my birthday. Your boy is 53. See the lines? We'll go to the big cam on the, uh, on the YouTube. See the lines? Yeah, I'm 53. Uh, I got the lines to prove it. But I pinned a message here. I will put it in the newsletter. I will put it on Facebook. I will put it on Instagram. The Venmo is there. Yet your boy is just like an 18-year-old. Or I'm sorry, 21-year-old who says, it's my birthday, buy me a drink. Buy me a drink. I do this. I, I, I do this for fun. Honestly, guys, here's the thing. I know a lot of people say, hey, thanks for what you do. Thanks for the work that you put in. And do it for fun. When it stops being fun, I will not do it. So, but I, I do have fun. And yes, on my birthday, I am here. I drove back. God, I got to tell you, Tesla autopilot is unbelievable. Now, let's look at the Tesla stock real quick because it has not been unbelievable. My guess is that we're seeing some type of capitulation. There is this gap down to 235. So I am not sure if we're going to cover that. If you are looking to get into long Tesla, there's no reason to wait. Tesla is one of those stocks that you're just going to have to buy and go through a downturn and upturn. Uh, You'll be fine. I mean, you'll survive. Uh, Through this tech week, I have lost a bunch of money, but I've made a bunch of money. So here's the deal. Um, Tesla. The, the four hour doesn't have you in. You don't have confirmation. I'd wait. Uh, overall, on this market, I don't think we're done going down. Um, if you're sitting there holding and you're nervous and you've got some stocks that have lost money, you can't time the market. Yes, last year was a bear. This one feels more like last year. So here's, what, here's my point uh, about the overall market. I've been saying healthcare and energy might be your buys for the second half of the year. Uh, there was a complaint about, um, hey, uh, there was, uh, you know, I've been in Roblox, I've been in, uh, you know, Rivian, and they, they post a record quarter and, and the stock goes down. If the stock has had a run-up, it's going down because it's priced in perfection, not just good earnings, perfection. A stock like PXD is a perfect example. PXD had their earnings. They were okay. Look at this, 591 per share, 521 per share. And then this quarter, 449 per share. Eh, nobody, you know, no, it didn't blink. It jumped from 224 to 236. So the, the, the stock got you out with a 10% gain. So if you're worried about a lot of these things, remember, playing earnings is gambling. It's educated gambling. For instance, we knew from Snapchat and from Google that Google did really well in ads. Snapchat didn't. So when meta earnings went and it was trading at 300, why not buy it? Pop it to 330. You could have traded that one, Uh, completely traded that one. Um, Yeah. But it's back down to where it was at 300. So you're hurting now. It's brought a bunch forward. So for a long-term investor like me who wanted to start a position in Meta, 300 is not crazy. 
The stock has a $400 previous price. Here's Pioneer at Natural Resources. I told you, get it under 200. The, right now, oil is at 83. If you ever want to see oil, go to Finviz, go down here. You can see crude oil, 83. It, it's down slightly. 83 is kind of an average price. You have Russia and you have uh, uh, the Saudis pulling back. The problem is China demand. The assumption is with China kind of slowing down, China having inflation, it's going to pull back uh, demand. Well, if China starts uh, it, putting money into their economy, you're going to have oil demand for more energy. So you're going to have a shortness. And so Pioneer is one of those companies that I think is good. Do you buy in here? I don't know. I mean, it's so extended at 230. Uh, if you look at a long-term chart of Pioneer, uh, and I've said this over and over again, the 200-day is turning positive. Uh, it's well over its 200-day, but you can see from the history, when it gets well over its 200-day, it starts to be a little bit expensive. Just look at that. This is from 2015 all the way to COVID. The COVID low was, I mean, if you got this at the COVID low at 50, you have four times your money in what, three years? Every year you've gotten 100% gain. It's a great one. Uh, CPI came in today at 3.2%. It was expected to be 3.3%. So you're going to see a, a reduction in bonds and you're going to see a rise in stocks. Right now, I think there's a, the futures are pointing up a little bit, a couple percent or something on the, uh, the NASDAQ. It should be a fairly good bounce. I don't think that you buy into this bounce. I don't think we're done going down. Here's the S&P. So let's go back and look. Uh, last month, around this time, you can see that jump. That jump right there on July 12th was the last reading. That jump, that gap that was created, we had 3.3% last, last, uh, last in June, one month ago. So inflation is tempering, um, and I think you're going to come back down here. This is 4.43. We haven't covered that gap. I think you're going to get back down to 4.43. So today, where you're expected to open at 4.48, sure, you can play it. I would play one of the levered ETFs. Um, uh, TQQQ, I said, Hey, buy it under 40 TQQQ closed last night at under 40 at 3970 in pre-market. You're at $40 and 76 cents up 2%. I wouldn't hold on to it. Look, it's got no confirmation. You're below your nine day. You got a gap up here between 43 and 44, but I don't plan on holding TQQQ for a hell of a lot of time. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, you know, it, be patient. Part of being a good trader is being patient. Yesterday, four out of 11 sectors closed green, only four. You know what was one of them? Energy. Uh, technology led the way down 1.3%. Carvana. Carvana is just crazy. I mean, you know, don't, don't at me with Carvana because Carvana is just, I mean, it's not, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. I, I think they're pumping this one up. It's up at 42. Uh, this got you the algorithm. <laughs> This is how good the TrendSpider algorithm is that, that you get into if you buy through me. $7.34, okay? That was May 4th. You just got out with a 481% gain. Uh, I repeat, a 481% gain in three months. That's nuts. 
popped after they dropped raising. They raised their outlook saying it expects gross profit per unit to be above 5,500 in the current quarter. Um, that was about 11% above consensus estimations. So WeWork plummeted 39%. I'm not even going to talk about it. Sonos. Sonos had their earnings. I like Sonos. If you've ever been in a house, um, in fact, I, my my brother has uh, the Sonos, the, the bar, and he's got like three speakers. Perfect surround sound. Perfect surround sound. This is up 4% in pre-market, $16.30. You got this gap up here. Here's the problem with Sonos. If we go over to uh, uh, Finviz, uh, Sonos, they're losing $20 million. Their forward PE is 43. They're not profitable yet. It's down 7% year to date, down 31%. Average target price is 20. You're trading at $16.30. So you have about a 10, 15% uh, up rate in this one. This algorithm may, loses you 49%, but, but, but the stock loses you 54%. If we kind of take a look at a long-term one of this one, it's just been a falling knife since the highs. It's under its 200-day, uh, but its highs are around 37. I wouldn't expect it there. I would expect it to be a $20 stock at some point. The speakers are just really good. Um, I, I really, really like the, the speakers here. June 15th, a downgrade, Morgan Stanley, 38 to $28. The average target price, again, is 20 bucks. A lot of these are old. You're going to see some, some new analyst recommendations. I'd probably wait to see what those come out with. If they come out with a $20 top price target, they know a hell of a lot more than we do. Uh, Sono shares popped 13% after earnings topped expectations by $0.32. Cents and revenues were also better than expected. On the other hand, Fossil Group dropped 13% after reporting weaker than expected results. DraftKings, let's talk about DraftKings because uh, Penn Gaming uh, talked about, and this was yesterday prior to Disney earnings, uh, Penn Gaming came out and said, hey, we're getting rid of the barstool stuff because Dave Portnoy can't agree with any of the regulators and he badmouths them all over the place and we can't get any licenses to actually have online gaming. So we're giving him his barstool sports back but we're going into a billion-dollar agreement with ESPN so that we can have ESPN gaming. Disney has to do nothing other than collect revenues and make talent available. That's all, and they get a billion dollars from Penn. DraftKings dropped on this. DraftKings should drop on this because here's the thing. If you are watching a football game and you are playing fantasy football on ESPN, DraftKings will be allowed to advertise. But you know what ESPN is going to do? ESPN's going to say, you know what? Let's go play fantasy football over at Penn, over at ESPN Game. And, and, and when ESPN goes direct to consumer uh, with their streaming service, guess what's going to be on the screen with, hey, would you like to bet here? It's going to be Penn. It's not going to be DraftKings. This deserves to drop. It's a hugely expensive stock. They're still uh, getting customers. Uh, it's a really, really good business. But they do have a problem getting it. Uh, so DraftKings went down. Win, uh, win announced earnings since we're in the gaming space. Uh, I would, by the way, I wouldn't buy DraftKings. I wouldn't buy Penn. I would buy Disney uh, with their earnings. But we'll get to that one. Win reported earnings, and they are up one point four three percent. They beat. What was interesting was the CEO said it was a record quarter, even in Macau, which is China. 
So this one's interesting. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into it. You wouldn't get into it now with the MACD kind of that far down. Uh, the RSI is down. If we look at a weekly, I think it's a bit extended over the 200-day because you can see this gaming stock. It just doesn't spend a lot of time over the 200-day. So I, I'd probably wait for it, but it's one to watch. Disney, they missed on re revenue, beat on earnings per share. Iger said cost-cutting is the, what's helping them save $5.5 billion in savings. The streaming business reported smaller than expected losses, but missed on subs by about 5 million subs. The stock was flat as of a report. Uh, it's not bad news. Basically, the, the news was, hey, Iger said a few weeks ago, and that's what's caused the slide in Disney, is he said a few weeks ago, hey, it's going to be a bad quarter. It's just going to be a bad quarter. And you can see, we got a gap up here between 95 and 99. Um, this is what bad news but good price action looks like. They said on their call, so essentially the stock was flat when they reported, and then they said on their call, hey, we're going to raise prices of our streaming services, including Hulu, uh, including Disney Plus, by about 20%. That's when the, the, the stock shot up a little bit. But here's what really shot the stock up. And this is where you can use information from other businesses to try and do an analysis of the, uh, the one business. They said we're going to crack down on password sharing. Boom. Stock went up by 2 or 3%. It's currently up 2.65% at 89. Get this under 90. Uh, don't worry about if it goes to 70. Do not worry if it goes to 70. Um, because here's where it was during, uh, during COVID. It went all the way down to 79. 79 was the COVID low. You're at 87. Uh, the COVID low, parks were shut down. They didn't have Disney's pl Disney Plus. They didn't have a plan for ESPN direct to consumer. There was a lot more wrong with this. So while I don't know that you necessarily get in now, I would just get in under 90. Your boy here is going to add to this one. I like it. I like it a lot. Let's talk about NVIDIA because that's part of the grade eight. Uh, your boy added at 466. Mistake. Not worried about it. Holding on. Dollar cost averaging, it's a long-term play. Uh, I'll hold that amount. If I want to sell it and sell it at a loss, I just can't buy it back within 30 days. So I'll take the loss. I'll buy more at a lower uh, price, 30 days. But their earnings are coming out. Here's what you have to know. And take the current action as an indication. NVIDIA blew it away on its last earnings. You popped from 300 up to 364. That yellow line at 369. That is the support level. That is where you will pull back to if this earnings report doesn't continue to blow the analysts away. That's where you'll pull back to. So I don't want you to add NVIDIA, even though this may pop back up to 440. I think you wait until August 23rd or the algorithm says, yeah, it's a good, good buy. I don't want you to sell this one because I just don't think you sell this one at this price. I think you wait for the 450s to actually start trimming. That, that would be my, if you're just nervous, wait for the 450s. Let's talk about the trading desk. I like this company. This is the company that basically inserts ads. If your streaming service uh, offers uh, uh, ads, the trading desk probably initiates that ad. That's what they do. A better than expected quarter with beats on revenue and earnings per share. 
20% growth year over year. They got killed. This one is down 0.26% at about 80. This is where, you know, it's a $90 stock. I mean, it's expensive. You go over here to Finviz and you look at Trading Desk. It's expensive. I mean, look at that PE, 565. That's just crazy. Year to date, this one's up 80%. This is one of the ones that ran up into these earnings. Were these earnings perfect? No. Were they good? Yeah. Were they great? Absolutely. I will include the stock market nerd, Bradley Ferguson. He gives his takeaway. And I will read this word for word. I see what the stock did after hours. That does not change the fact that this quarter was simply flawless. For those of you who follow the newsletter and portfolio closely, you know I've been trimming over the last two months. Why? Because this name got wildly expensive. It deserves a premium. But the premium had gotten a bit egregious. This breather is healthy and and was more than due. If a dip here gets aggressive enough, I will add back to those shares. Do not add right now. Wait for this to pan out. It's now down 3% to 77. More share gains, more compounding, more gigantic partners, and more hefty cash flows to feed the pristine balance sheet. This team just executes quarter over quarter. It has gracefully overcome one of the toughest sector ad demand backdrops and macro headwinds, now shifting to tailwinds. It's ready to pounce. Great quarter. I completely, 100% agree with him. I just don't think you add it right now. I think if you get back down to the low 70s, I think you can start to pounce on it a little bit more. But here's the thing. This one may go much lower. You can see the 200 days at 59. This one may get back to that 200 day. You had the golden cross here, June 12th. The stock was trading for 72. It got all the way up to 90. Within a couple of weeks, golden cross took its, took its gains and went. You can see this one doesn't get down to the 200 day often. I think if you get down to this, uh, the 21 the day right here at 72 or so, I think you start to nibble. Absolutely start to nibble. Uh, SMCI. This is one Scott likes. Uh, I think somebody asked me about it on uh, before its earnings, and I said, here's the thing. And this is a perfect, perfect example uh, of what you look at for earnings and, and when you want to trim before earnings or, you know, this is outrageously crazy, but you look at the last earnings, and this was May 2nd, and it popped from 105 up to 114. That's just the gap on the earnings. Uh, then when you opened up after earnings, you popped all the way up to 134 and you just continued up. This was NVIDIA earnings on May 25th because SMCI, I listened to uh, the compound. I will put the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the podcast that I listened to on my drive where they talk about SMCI. I am now a fan, absolutely 100% a fan of this company. Uh, I don't think that the current multiple is too crazy. Because if we go over here and we look at SMCI, <clears throat> okay, SMCI has a PE of 25, a forward PE of 21. This should be trading with NVIDIA because 100% when NVIDIA does an AI rack, these guys accompany it. So NVIDIA's gains, and look at NVIDIA's PE. 221 with a forward PE of 37. Now, mind you, SMCI, yes, you could have gotten it three months ago at 100. 
it went all the way up to almost $400. So it, it was a crazy run, but the multiple still is low. So I, I think this one's getting a healthy pullback. I will be adding to this. Right now it's up 0.69%. I think you've got at least 350 in the bag on this one. Uh, I think SMCI, you'll start to see some analysts come out with some crazy recommendations. Price target, 271. You're trading at 266. 52 week high, 357. I don't think it's crazy to, that you're going to see some, some analysts come out with some crazy new numbers on this one. Uh, I listened to that podcast, and when they told me this one absolutely should trade in line with NVIDIA, that was the news where I looked at the multiple and I said, you know what? If NVIDIA is getting this multiple, why isn't SMCI? So, Scott, I, I completely, I love it. I think it's good. Uh, natural gas, boil yesterday. If you guys were wondering what happened with boil, boil had like a, what, 15, 20% gain yesterday. It jumped up. There's a gap. If you got in at 66.99, kudos to you because you went all the way up yesterday to 77. I, I mean, great, great trade. It's taking a breather today. It's down 3%, 74. I think 70 is your new 60. I think 70 is the swing. When this thing pulls back, get it. Natural gas right now in this country is trading for about $3. Uh, It will go up to about $5 over the winter, Uh, which means this one will pop. You just have to time it correctly because this is a decaying asset. Here's the other thing. There was uh, news yesterday that Australian natural gas workers may strike. That would push the craziness of natural gas to where it was last, last year. Um, so I think Boyle is one to watch. I think we've seen the bottom of this thing. I think the, the reverse split right here uh, was a good indication of, hey, we, we put, it was a, a 20 for one. And that's a big reverse split. I think typically they do a 10 for one. Let's see. Let's pull it back a little bit. I can't even find the last time it freaking reverse split because it was trading. This was trading at crazy numbers. Um, yeah, I mean, this just reverse split. They did a reverse split to kind of hold their uh, position in the market. I can't find the last time it did a reverse split. But understand, this one's going higher. Let's talk about Roblox because Roblox got killed on earnings. Um, Roblox is now trading for... Uh, $30.23. Get this under 30. I mean, just get this. There is going to be an enormous gap. There already is between 32 and 37. It will fill it. This is a company that is doing fine. Their growth slowed. And what you have to know is the multiple at 40 was a little bit stretched, but their growth slowed. As they start to pick up additional users and as they start to show you that they will turn a profit, at some point in time, you're going to see this one pop again. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it here at $30.27. Let it shake out a little bit. You got a couple of days, maybe tomorrow, maybe, uh, maybe on Monday. But I don't think that this is one to throw out. I think this is a good one. Uh, another one, uh, Novo Nordisk announced that they will, uh, let me see, where is that note? Because uh, I want to talk about that. Novo pulled back. The company is restricting uh, supply in the U.S. Uh, NOV. Uh, Novo Nordisk. Uh, where is it? NVO. Sorry, it's NVO. I got to change this. Uh, it did Novo for some, for some reason for me on the thing. 
uh, NVO pull back. The company is restricting U.S. supply because they can't make enough of Wegovy. They just can't make enough of this drug. Now, this is one that I, I think you could buy. I think here, uh, you know, I, I think you wait for it. Is it going to pull back to 161? Probably not. But I think you at least get some in the 170s. I think it's going to trim out a little bit. You'll see it, it start to die down a little bit over this. But one that I do think, and the other uh, weight loss drug and company, is Lilly. And somebody mentioned to me the other day, hey, Lilly deserves a place in the core portfolio. I 100% agree. It should absolutely be in the core portfolio. Um, I don't know why I don't have it in the core portfolio, but it absolutely should be. When you look at these drugs, what happened with that, that, uh, that 20% heart reduction, heart disease reduction, what that's going to do is justify um, uh, the price to health insurers. So weight loss drugs, typically in an average um, uh, insurance plan, they're going to say, you know what? You're not obese. Yeah, your BMI is up there, but you don't need this drug and we're not going to pay $500 a month for that drug. On the reverse end, oh, your BMI is high uh, and you're on statins and you're on a, a weight loss plan. Let's get you on this weight loss drug because then long term, I can save money on the, the heart attack or heart, uh, you know, putting in a stint uh, or open heart surgery or, you know, do whatever you need to do. It basically the 20% savings on the long term heart risks is what's going to justify insurance companies paying $500 a month for a weight loss drug. That's what you're going to see. So yes, Lilly deserves a place in the core portfolio. I will be looking at the core portfolio. I don't want you to buy this right now. I do think this comes back under 500 at some point in time when the craziness stops. Uh, But if you want a long-term portfolio, Lilly's one, I, I mean... It, it's at all-time highs. I hate to say buy at all-time highs, but Lily is one, 538, and you're at 522. Um, you know, their PE is a little bit crazy, but these guys just have such a good uh, portfolio of drugs. So yes, it's going in the core portfolio. Uh, let's talk about two energy stocks that I think you could buy. XLE. I mean, if you just don't want to pick a company, just buy XLE. Look at this move uh, in XLE. Just what? Just over a month and a half ago, June 28th, buy in at 79. I said under 80 makes sense. 79 right here, you're at 89. That's a big move in an index. In an index. Now, if you want to pick some companies, I've got the, uh, if you're in Trend Spider, I've got the, tr- the trading names that we use. Just use that. If you don't have Trend Spider, go over to Savvy Trader. And just go to Savvy Trader here. Uh, let's see, right here, Core Portfolio. If you want to know what a, is a good energy company in the Core Portfolio, just go and look. Um, we've got b- 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 PXD. I love PXD. I think it's a bit stretched. Don't know if I'd start uh, positioning it right now. Oxy. You're trading at 64. Perfectly good company. Warren Buffett buys a ton of it. That stock. Uh, XOM. If you just want to enjoy a dividend, it's at 111. I think it's going to 120. I, I, I said at 104, great price to buy it at. Somebody asked me that. Great price to buy it at. Um, you've got Devon. Devon Energy. Where is Devon? Um, where is Devon? 
There it is. 51.22. I said buy it under 40. MPLX, this has an 8% dividend, hasn't given up that dividend at all. I've owned it for three years now. So great energy companies. Just go to Savvy Trader, subscribe to the core portfolio, and you can find a company that you want to invest in. Trading portfolio right here. 30 days, I'm down 4%, mostly because of Sedge, mostly because of my trade in uh, NVIDIA. Uh, core portfolio is up 1% over 30 days. So, but go over to Savvy Trader. It's Savvy Trader, S-A-V-V-Y trader.com daily stock pick savvy trader.com slash daily stock pick uh slb <clears throat> if you want another energy name this is an energy infrastructure name look at that under the 200 day at 48 just freaking textbook buy at 48 watch the earnings go up uh yeah 59 is it crazy to buy uh slb at 59 let's take a look at some of their fundamentals it's a bit uh Rich in the energy sector with a, P, uh, with a PE of 21. Price target is 65. You're trading it at 59. I have a feeling that price target might go up uh, with energy prices going up. But take a look at this weekly chart. I mean, again, uh, the 50-day is what, what it's trading on right now. You had that golden cross back here in May of 2022. You were trading for about 39. You've doubled your money in what, one year? Just over one year? Great trade. Great freaking trade. Uh, that's one. Uh, okay. Uh, there is, I will include, there's a new strategy um, uh, called Make Lemonade. When stocks squeeze, they are bound to bounce. But how do you find at breakouts? This Netflix strategy identifies when price is consolidating in a tight range and uses increased volume as an, en as an entry trigger. Buy the squeeze before it gets squeezed. It's a Netflix one. I also have another strategy, a QQQ uh, triple levered 30 minute strategy that I've, uh, I've included in the, I will include it in the newsletter. It's TrendSpider. So here's the thing. Um, uh, over a short period, let's take a look. We're going to do a short period of, uh, say, about 2000, 2043, um, 2043 candles. So over this period, you make 15% trading QQQ over a, uh, over a 30 on 30 minute candles versus 12% just buy and hold. Uh, that's a seven month, 7.7 7 month, uh, period. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm on, uh, let's do QQQ. That's SLB. I was wondering why the hell it's not performing as well. Uh, this is QQQ. Uh, let's do TQQQ. Because I think TQQQ would actually work better. Uh, and maybe I have to work on this strategy short, short term. I thought it was doing really well. Uh, well, it's doing about the same as the, as the thing. But if you want to know when to get in, still doesn't have you in. There's some gaps up here about 43, 44. TQQQ at 41. I think you buy it. You know, if you think the market's going up. In my particular opinion, I think it, I'm just wait. I'm just being, you know, pretty pretty uh patient um there is some bitcoin news uh if you want bitcoin bitcoin this particular uh instagram reel from trendspider it's on bitcoin it's their latest instagram reel uh it crossed up on the macd go and watch jason uh just trend it textbook how to look at bitcoin in trendspider uh it has a macd macd cross up with the price action of the market 
You haven't seen Bitcoin pull back. What does that mean in my mind? I think it means that Bitcoin's capitulating around that $30,000 point, and I think it's ready to go up. There is some additional news. Uh, Mike Novogratz was on a podcast or something. He is the guy who, the CEO of MicroStrategy, huge Bitcoin um, uh, bull. And uh, he said yesterday that he does believe that the Bitcoin, the Black Point, BlackRock Bitcoin Trust uh, will BlackCoin Bitcoin ETF, I should say, may get approved in the next few months. That will make BlackRock pop. You want to talk about BlackRock here at 700? Uh, let's see, it's 760. This could get you a 10% back to the all-time highs here. If we look at a long term of BlackRock, remember BlackRock has a lot of um, real estate properties. And commercial real estate has been rumored to be the next thing to fall. So just be aware of that. But you're still within this ascending triangle. It's broken out a little bit down below it. But you can see the earnings are still good, $9.28 per share. I do think if you can get this one at about under 700 I think you're doing yourself fine. BlackRock is fine. Um, BABA. We talked about BABA. Their earnings came in. They were good. Um. Uh, let's see, earnings, the, it was the biggest revenue increase since 2021. Since 2021. Now, the algorithm has you out of BABA. BABA is up 5% in pre-market. If we go and we look at it, this is what I want to point out to you with BABA. BABA long-term, uh, remember, this is the best revenue increase since 2021. And yet, the stock is trading where it was in 2016. I said this when it was going under over 100 when it was trading down here uh, in the low 80s. So if you, made, if you got into this one and made your 20% kudos, I did not take my own advice. I've lost a bunch of times on BABA. It's been a tough one for me. Um, so I just haven't. Uh, TPR Tapestry is buying Capri, CPRI, for $57 a share. So you want to watch this one because that means that you're going to get $57 a share when this gets taken, uh, taken get, gets approved. I don't expect it to get dinged down. I don't expect it to face any kind of quote-unquote uh, headwinds uh, like the Activision Blizzard. Um, but you can see this one popped, uh, what, 56%. 56% CPRI. So I figured I'd bring it up. Um, let's do a check on Chegg. Because if you remember before I left, I said Chegg has this gap and it's going to get filled. Um, and uh, it hasn't started to fill. It is up 2%. I think $10 is a great price for this one. Uh, you can see this one started to fill the gap up to here. It pulled immediately back. Uh, this one filled it up to looks like $13.11. It was a 20% period. It, start, it opened at $13.11. It closed at $10.63. It got all the way up to $13.11. So uh, this was 100% pre-market and then everybody sold off. But I do think that you're going to see this gap get filled. Chegg understands their customers. The problem is you went from $0.27 cents to $0.28. Cents. I do think it's going to get filled. Let's talk about scans. One that I want to bring up, and I will give it to Zephan, is Honeywell. He said, hey, uh, I hop on YouTube, and he goes, hey, how about, how about Honeywell? 
<laughs> he was all excited. I can tell when Zephan says the first thing he says is not good morning. Hey, how you doing? What you know? What's going on with your life? When are you coming to California? When he says, "Hey, I got a stock." Yeah, it's a good one. One eighty nine twenty four. Right before, I guess it's right after the the dividend earnings date. This is Honeywell. This is a conglomerate. This is an industrial, huge company under the two hundred day. One eighty nine. This is a company that's got some headwinds going for it. You can see the drop after earnings. Any reaction in the market is an overreaction. Take a look at the couple of times that it was under two, under the 200-day. comes right back. So if you want an industrial that's doing well, if you want to see a little bit more about it, go over to Finviz. Uh, look, at, look at their PE at 23, the forward PE at 18. They're right in the middle of the range between 166 and 220. It could go down to 170. It's down 11% this year. January 4th, UBS downgraded it with a $193 price target. Um, yeah, take a look at it. I mean, you can see some of the sales. Uh, most recent sale, May 8th for $1.2 million at 197. I mean, these guys were selling in the 200s. I don't think it's crazy to buy this one at one night eighty nine and think that you'll have two hundred dollars in the bag at some point in time. I think that's fine. Uh, Walmart. Walmart is hitting uh, all time highs, I believe. Um, Walmart has just while well, Target has taken it on the chin. Target's trading still at one thirty one. It's just putting in that one thirty platform. Walmart has has quietly been taking over. I mean one forty seven down here, four uh, percent gain. 156 has been the buy-in. You're at 161. It's quietly just taken over. Um, and if we look at a long-term chart on this one, this has another MACD crossover, so it's still bullish. You can see how far away from the 200-day it is. At some point in time, it pulls back. Rumor is uh, that uh, Walmart is uh, their high-margin businesses are getting a, a boost. So it's not just groceries. It's the high-margin businesses are getting a boost, and that's what's pushed it up. UCO. God, UCO here at uh, June 30th at 23. This is just oil. This is a triple levered uh, crude oil. Uh, 23 to 31. You have another cross up. Super high. I don't think you're done. I think oil is going to continue to go higher. Uh, I think, you know, at some point in time you pull back. You're just at your 200 day uh, on the long term. Now this gap here up at 57. I wouldn't expect that to get completely filled. Um, but I do think it's possible at 57 by UCL. It had a cross up Halliburton. This is uh, Schlumber's a and Halliburton are both energy, um, equipment kind of, uh, software companies, um, whatever, but this one crazy run 32 back here on, uh, June 28th and, and it's at 40 continued run. Uh, XLE had a cross up here. Uh, we talked about XLE. XLE has a cross up. It's a secondary cross up, I believe, because it's just run. It's just run. 79. Does it have another leg? Probably. Uh, SLB had a cross up. We talked about it. Another one. Uh, XLV, healthcare. This had a cross up. Uh, I've told you not to sleep on healthcare and not to sleep on energy. Those are the two. This one has a cross up here at 135. Now, long term at 135, it's not a horrible thing. But you have been capitulating here. So just realize the, the, the all-time highs are around 140. So you're buying not at the highs, but you're buying kind of... Oh, oh, this pattern right here looks very much like this 2019 right there. And then you had the COVID lows and, and you put in the, this, this uh, platform right here at 93. 
And it went all the way from 2018 all the way up to 2019. So for a year, you kind of put in that platform. Here, you go from September 2021 2021, all the way to today. I mean, it's kind of just been in that that, that kind of channel. So XLV uh, is one. Lucid has a cross up. Lucid is one. The only reason to buy Lucid is not because they will turn into the next Tesla. It's not because they're going to sell a ton. It is because you think that the Saudis are going to buy it. And that's 100% why you buy this stock. Right back here where it popped to $17.80, that was rumor that the Saudis were going to buy it and take it private. It's 100% why why you do it. Uh, That's the only reason. Uh, Another couple that I'm going to go over, I'm going to include more. T-Mobile is one that I, I think is seeing a pullback and I think it's coming back. I will include in the newsletter, there's two companies that are way up, two cellular phone companies. And I did this for Wednesday um, and I didn't do a podcast, but I will include this in the newsletter. T-Mobile is across up here at 137. It's trading at 138. You can see from a long-term standpoint, this one, again, this is a good company with good earnings, with good management. The problem that you have is the product. The product is mobile service. And it's a race to the bottom. These guys have been actually doing very well in growing their base while keeping margins about the same. The problem is as you reduce prices to customers, you cut into that, uh, that, that margin. They're going to either have to reduce their cost or increase their base to keep that margin up. Now, your tops here are 153. I think you've just reached it. I think you're going to see this one go the way of Verizon. Uh, and or uh, AT and T. Uh, let's look at Verizon because there, there's Verizon. I mean, just we'll, we'll go back to a long term one. You can see even a short term, the four hour on Verizon. It's you know has some trading opportunities, but it's just a dog. Uh, and, and look at this even more recently. This is 2021. You're at 59, and you've gone all the way down to 32. Now AT and T looks even worse if we look at AT and T. AT&T has just been an absolute drag for years. AT&T had a cross-up. I'm not recommending it at 1428. You could trade it, but look at that long-term. I mean, back here in June 2016, uh, even if you go back even longer, let's look at a monthly on this one because this one will go back. We'll go to a monthly. Look at this monthly. I mean, even if you go back to, to, to 2000, the stock was trading at 44. And sure, you've had some troughs and peaks and troughs and peaks. Makes no sense to hold it long term, even though you have AT&T crossing up. Uh, now, one that's sticking in my craw that has a cross up right now is Enphase. Uh, and if you know Sedge, I'm still holding Sedge. I am going to dollar cost average Sedge if it takes the world of me. I'm going to put $5 million into Sedge to try and make that fucker turn around. <laughs> uh, like Jim Cramer said, it's not that hard. You just put some five bills into this one. You know, it's not that hard to manipulate the market. Yes, he said that while he was a, a trader at Goldman Sachs. He said, it's not that hard to manipulate the market. Yeah, exactly. That's not the man you want to listen to. But uh, this end phase, cross up here at 138. Here's what you have to look at. Look at the long term because... We want good companies with good earnings, with good products, with good management. You're at your 200-day. So you finally come back to the 200-day. This, the last time it touched the 200-day was back here in 2018. When it was trading 
for a very low price of $4.06 and you're at 140. This is a solar company. The problem with solar companies and it's the problem with Sedge too is that as interest rates go up, people don't want to finance at a high interest rate because the payback on solar panels is out years with a higher interest rate. So when your average payback is eight to 10 years, as the rates continue to go up for, uh, for interest rates, that gets pushed out to 10 to 12 years. And so with a person looking to invest in solar panels, there's two things. Yeah, I want to be a better uh, human and I want to put renewable energy. Uh, B, I want something that will feed a battery and be able to provide me power during a, uh, uh, an, a power out- outage, which I had this morning. Uh, and C, they want to make their home a little more, uh, uh, you know, they, they want, don't, don't want to pay for electricity. I mean, when you get to not paying for electricity, and, and and paying back the the eighty thousand the twenty thousand whatever you pay for the solar panels, um, you know there's some great if you want to watch some YouTube videos just Google that. But Enphase to me is the more expensive one because if we look at Enphase, uh, you can see their price to sales is six point seven nine. Uh, they are making money. They've got a five hundred and seventy two million dollar income, uh, so they are making money. This has been slowing down. The PE is thirty five. If you look at Sedge, which focuses mostly on Europe, it's an Israeli company, their PE is 35. Their price to sales is not 6, it's 2.95. They're trading at 184. There is an enormous gap in this. They are making $303 million. If you look at Sedge, and Sedge, the only reason I'm bringing this up because it sticks in my craw, because this is a good company with good products and good earnings. But because of their guidance, it's been dragged down. And you can see there's a gap here between 206 and 239. I think you cover it. I think when it starts to come back, I think you cover it. But Enphase had the thing. Uh, interesting that uh, somebody asked about Duke. Charlie on, uh, on YouTube asked about Duke Energy. Duke Energy had a, a cross-up, ironically. Um, and it's a secondary cross-up, I believe. No, 9282 uh, is the cross-up. I don't know much about Duke Energy. I do know that it's a utility. Um, I know that they are restricted on their profits. You buy it for the dividend. The dividend is 4.37%. It's in the middle of its uh, 52-week range. Uh, I think they've had some problems. The average target price is 104. Most recent on June 8th, Goldman set a $99 price target and you're trading at 93 right now. Um, you have that cross up. So your upside is probably limited for all of those reasons. If for some reason, Charlie, you are a man named Walter, which your name is Charlie, and you're sitting in a rocking chair with a, um, a uh, blanket over your legs and you're talking about the good old days, that's when you get into utilities. Other than that, there's better places for your money. I, I, you know, there's a great uh, My First Millions podcast with Sam and Sean talking about their portfolios and the difference. It's huge. I, I mean, the difference in their portfolios, uh, Sam has a portfolio where he took the money that he uh, sold his company for and just put it into uh, uh, VRO. I, th- I think it was VRO or something. It, it's basically a total stock market fund. Um, and he's got his money in there. And that's it. And his wife uh, has it in Airbnb and Facebook. And so they have some growth overall. 
they have a, a safety net, but he doesn't use that money. Uh, he basically says, hey, this is just there so that when I decide to spend, I have money to spend. But he lives off of his income uh, and just t- takes that money. It's a great episode. It's, I think it's called Sam's uh, Portfolio. So take a listen to it if you want. But it's a huge difference because Sean says, hey, I've lost more money uh, investing than most people will ever earn in their entire life lifetime. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I'm not as risky in putting all of my stuff into crypto, but I, I found over the years in talking with traders, I am risky. Uh, and at some point in time, maybe I'll do a newsletter about uh, kind of some risks in my life that I've taken, like, you know, moving out to California on a whim, uh, you know, quitting my job and, and just moving, um, things of that sort. I am risky. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm a tech investor. And I tell you guys this all the time when you ask me about stocks, I invest mainly in tech. Um, and, and that comes with it some, some pretty heavy volatility at times. Uh, yes, I beat the S&P. Uh, sometimes I beat the NASDAQ. A lot of times, uh, depending on the stocks that I have in my portfolio, I may not beat the NASDAQ. On uh, some of the years where uh, ARK was just killing it, and the NASDAQ overall was killing it, but Apple had a 5% gain, uh, you know, maybe a 10% gain. I wasn't doing as well. Apple is the mainstay in my thing. But was I unhappy at 5 or 10%? No. Was I beating the S&P? Yes. So the, the key point is make sure that you're beating the index that you follow. If you're following the NASDAQ and you're not beating the NASDAQ, just buy QQQQ. If you're following SPY and you're not beating SPY, just buy uh, SPY. If you're following the Dow, and you're not beating Dow, I think it's DIA. Just buy that one. Uh, you, know, you just need to make sure that, that you're doing better as a trader because some people don't do better as traders. And if you want to trade, put the majority of your money into an index and then trade a smaller portion of it and see how you do. And, and if you're not doing well, maybe it's not meant for you. Uh, but you know, stock picking is an art. Uh, there is a, a definite form to it. The majority of people will not beat the indexes. Warren Buffett is 100% right when he says just put your money into a, a Vanguard, VOO, uh, or one of the Vanguard funds. Just put it in there. It's low cost. They don't take a lot of fees. It's very simple. They follow the index. So you can trade on that one. Do not put, and, and I, I will repeat this, do not put your money into a target date fund. If you have these, you're better off in a VOO. You're better off in something. Those take significantly heavier fees uh, and they don't perform. In the downturn last year, the target date funds that were significantly target date out, they underperformed the S&P and lost more money. Just understand that. There's no safety in that. So if you're putting your money into a target date fund, I would look at the performance of that target date fund. I am definitely overreaching in that I'm putting all target date funds in this. But understand the performance. Target date funds, in my mind, were a complete waste for me. 100%. So... Uh, yes, it is my birthday. We will bring that up again. The Venmo is in every place. If you want and you're listening and you're like, well, well, where's the Venmo? 
L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E, Daily Stock Pick, go up there. You can go Linktree slash Daily Stock Pick, and you'll see right up here, there's a dollar sign, takes you right to my Venmo. Takes you right to my Venmo. You can take a look at that one. Um, If you want $20 off your phone service, get that. If you want to sign up for TrendSpider, get that. If you want, you know, the account that, that I really have found that I'm using more and more is Weeble. And if you click on that link, you can get up to 12 free shares. You have to basically put in anywhere between three and $3,000. I have $1,000 in there from the beginning of the year. It's now worth 1500 bucks. If you want to sign up for the, the, the daily stock pick newsletter, the daily uh, ones are completely free. I don't charge for this. It includes all my notes that I use for this podcast. It includes the scans uh, for the day. It includes everything that you need. If you're just somebody who kind of casually looks at this newsletter, I will tell you kind of the way that I'm forming it is the beginning is more of an overview of the market. The second is a link to the podcast and the, the YouTube so that you have nice, easy access to it. And then the third part are the podcast notes. And I typically go over uh, larger news up top and then smaller news. And then when you get to the bottom, if all you care about are the scans and, and what I'm looking at, scans are right down here at the bottom. And what does a scan mean? It means that I went into TrendSpider. I went to Market Scanner. I took the Daily Stock Pick uh, Scanner, which is basically a MACD strategy. And I went and I looked at the, the, the core investments. So the core investments, which will include Eli Lilly, I went and did that. And what are the three stocks that today uh, right now, have a cross-up, it's Costco, it's XLY, it's YMT. And if we go to Costco, Costco, by the way, in the core portfolio in Savvy Trader, is the largest position because all I did was an equal weight, so I bought 100 shares of that stuff. Costco has another cross-up. You will get a buy here at 560. It will show up tomorrow on our list. Costco will show up tomorrow on our list. The market is absolutely tearing absolutely tearing. Let's see. Right now, the Dow is up 1.28. The the NASDAQ is up 1.55. The S&P is up 1.27. It's all about inflation, all about those inflation numbers and the fact that we're bouncing. I don't think we're done going down. Be very careful about what you buy. Disney, under 90, 100% a buy. Amazon, under 140, 100% a buy. Bank of America at 31, 100% 100% a buy. Uh, let's see, Costco at 567. I think you can buy it. Devon at 51. I think you can buy it. Just be ready for it to dip under 50 uh, as oil kind of capitulates a little bit. Uh, Coke at 61. Wait for it under 60. Meta at 311. 100% a buy. Don't wait for it to go under 300, even though it might. If you're looking to start a position, that one under three, uh, just under three, I, I think 330 was the price target that I said, buy it. Netflix at 437, absolutely a buy. Their revenues are coming in next quarter. Microsoft under 330, it's at 327. Absolutely a buy. The algorithm doesn't have you in. I'm not adding until the algorithm has you in, but look, it is damn close. Look at the MACD close to crossing up on that one. Um, Let's see, NVIDIA at 433. If you don't have an NVIDIA position, just get in. Just get in. Oxy at 64. I would not buy this one at 64. 
I would wait for this one under 60. You will absolutely get in under 60. Pan W with their earnings coming up August 18th. 100% a buy. PXD at 237, a little bit stretched, probably going to 250. I wouldn't add to it or buy it, but I do think it's a great price for that company. Qualcomm at 118, 100% a buy. Roblox at $30.73. I think it's a buy under 30. I would wait for a day. If this crosses 31, I think you're coming to fill that gap. But Roblox, I think, is a buy. Snowflake, 157, it's 100% a buy. You may get killed on this August 23rd earnings, or they may come in line like Palantir did. If these guys come in line like Palantir did, holy hell, you're looking at back to 180. Uh, Simon Property Group, I talked about this one at 104 when it dipped down on earnings here. Uh, It got down to about 114 at 119 going to fill that gap up to 124. Get yourself Simon Property. It's got like a 6% dividend along with it. Target, I've said this before. Target's earnings will be key. Uh, It will be, have they done enough with the inventories? You can see this one has just been kind of capitulating. 132, if you don't have a position, I'd say buy it. Are you going back under 100? I don't think so. But remember, it's good companies with good earnings, with good products, and good management. The good management part is where I question Target. That's the only one. Tesla at 250 absolutely get this one at 250 Is it going to go back and cover down to 234 Absolutely. I mean, at some point in time, it will. Taiwan Semi at 95 it's under 100 Grab it. Uber at 44 This is a $50 stock. $50 stock. Uh, yeah, XOM. We talked about XOM at 104. I liked it at 104. I still like it at 110. I think this one with with uh you know their uh oil going up to 100 bucks. I think it's a 120 dollar stock. But you have to be able to put up with some of the downside. You're not going to time the market. Find good stocks with good products with good earnings and good management. Doesn't matter the time that you buy it for long term. Uh, like I said, I bought Nvidia at, at 466. Probably crazy. It's at 432 right now. Um, what's that? 10% loss or something? I don't know. But I'm going to have a good birthday. Uh, I hope you guys uh, have a great day as well. It is raining here in Atlanta. I got to go to the store. Uh, I will post everything for you guys in a little bit. So have fun. Take care. An hour-long podcast today for my birthday. Wow. And holy hell, if, if you guys listen to this, and you made it to this part, uh, type the word monkey in, in, the, in the, 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 the uh, Q&A down below on Spotify. Just type the word monkey. I'd like to know that you listened. If you type the word monkey, I'll give you a high five and a shout out. I will read everybody's names that type monkey tomorrow on the podcast. So if you, if you listened, do it. Okay, bye.